welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. And this week we have on our friend and fellow podcaster, Vigil, who came to talk about sort of the the general concept of riffing on media. And we sort of talked more specifically about movies, but it kind of was sort of the broad category rather than just like riffing on like a specific movie or, you know, a specific type of genre. So I, I have a question for you, Anne. Do you have like a specific movie that is your go-to for making jokes over? See, I did mention this a little bit in the episode, or I will in the future, uh, from the listener's standpoint, but I am one of those kind of Church of Cinema people who pretty much, no matter how bad it is, won't say very much. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I think even even watching something like Man as the Hands of Fate, which I have, I actually saw independently of it being riffed on in, in a terrifying, dark video rental past, uh, you know, I, I, I usually don't riff on things i think i think i enjoy them being bad but i don't necessarily comment on them although i've i've mostly had a solitary movie watching experience so i think that's probably part of it um i'm thinking if i had a party now what movie would i put on i have a gas station knockoff iron man and I think that is probably, if I was having some folks over, I think that is the one that I would bust out because there is no way, there is no way that, that your enjoyment of that movie would not be greatly enhanced by making fun of it. That is such a specific genre <laughs> and like category that yes. you brought up that I'm a little taken aback. <laughs> this is the thing, like if you go in truck stops, they have a lot of uh, like audio books and I think sometimes audio dramas maybe that are not based on books and then they have a lot of whatever is the big current cool movie there are these extremely low budget like too low budget to even be on the sci-fi channel in the middle of the night like knockoff movies now i'm just intrigued about this because i have i have a tradition with my one friend where we always give each other bad movies for christmas mm. and we used to like sit down and watch them together and, and joke about them and all i can think of right now is that the one time this it was when it backfired on on i guess both of us since we both had to watch it but i bought him <laughs> The uh, entirely CGI movie, uh, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Ah, which is not a Final Fantasy movie, first off. No, it is not. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. (laughs) And it turned out to not only be particularly boring... But also, it's just like kind of sad. Yeah. Like not in quality. It's just like the story is very yeah, sad. It's, it's, it's kind it's, of a downer. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to goof on. So uh, it just kind of kind of ended up being a two and a half hour long of us just looking at each other, going like, "What are we? Do- why are we doing this? Why did?" Or, or more more or less, him going, "Emily, why did you buy this?" And me going, <laughs> "I don't know. I thought it was Final Fantasy." <laughs> I thought it would be funny, like the Advent yeah, Children yeah. movie was. Yeah, so. no, it's not. Yeah, you gotta try a truck stop. They're like $3, so you can't go very wrong. I mean, you can go extremely wrong, but you won't feel too bad about it afterwards because you knew what you were doing. Right. <laughs> but with that, I think we have a really interesting conversation with Vigil about her perspective on riffing movies and how that's played a role in how she's enjoyed media and also just like a good time. So let's go to that conversation right now. Not to immediately like roll into it, but I just need to talk because I haven't talked with anyone about this. I saw Spider Verse today, and like, oh my god, oh, yeah. I-, I need to see it like fifty more times. Yeah, oh, this gosh, is now a Spider Verse podcast. 
My favorite movie from last year, coming in clutch right at the end. Yeah, so thank you, Vigil, for spending time with us tonight and talking about stuff and wherever this goes, it'll go. (laughs) Oh, of course. I love to go on people's podcasts and talk about stuff that I like. So uh, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, talk a little bit about like who you are and what you do, and then uh, introduce what you brought to talk about today. Hi, um, my name is Vigil. Uh, you might have, you might know me. You probably don't. I am a, you know, small time podcaster. I do other stuff, but it's less important than my uh, interaction with media and such. Yeah, I do a Nintendo podcast that I'll talk about a little later. And I have brought the topic of riffing on movies and media in general. Can you kind of like? I think we understand the concept of kind of riffing. Yeah. But maybe for someone listening, kind of give like an overview of what you mean when you talk about like riffing on movies and, and media. So watching a movie or something is like a universally human experience. Everybody everybody watches something at some point in their life. Talking during that thing is usually something that like isn't done as much. And especially like talking like, I wouldn't say negatively, but like just making fun of the movie just for your own laughs or like the laughs of your friends or whatever. I wouldn't say that that's something that's done as often as like just talking about a movie during it. But I love to do it with like, if I get friends together, I'll usually put on a bad movie or something and we'll just make fun of it throughout. It's a very fun thing to do, entertaining in the moment. And it's not like I hold any, like, actual animosity towards any movie, really, as long as it's not, like, problematic or whatever. So, like, it's just fun. I I don't take it seriously or anything. Was there... This is sort of weird because it's like, I'm someone who does that as well. And I was trying to think of like, did you have a moment where you started doing this and it became like a thing that you did with friends or was there no defining moment? Was it just kind of like you joked around with your friends and this just kind of happened naturally? Well, when I was a kid, I didn't really have any friends or anything. So I would just sit down and watch a movie and, you know, feel less lonely, play a game or whatever. I would talk during it, like, just make fun of it because that's something that I see people on, like, Mystery Science Theater or whatever doing, like, on the internet and stuff, like, making fun of bad media. And it evolved, and as I grew up, I got more friends, you know, learned that friends did the same thing, and we just kind of do it together. Like, if there's nothing better to do, just play a game or make fun of a movie. Do you find that it's more fun having that audience or having other people who are riffing too instead of, I mean, I would assume that this is probably more fun than you know if you have a really good joke about a scene in a movie and you're sitting there by yourself and no one's no one's there to appreciate it it's probably less fun but is that something you you like about the experience yeah it's it's definitely way more fun like when you have a when you have friends there also making jokes because like it's not just you laughing at your own jokes which is something that everybody does but (laughs) but is not something that people talk about you're laughing at your friends jokes making your friends laugh it's just like happiness all around you brought up mystery science theater 3000 which i think for a lot of people is kind of the cultural touchstone of this idea. Would you say that that was kind of an influence in picking up, I don't want to say this habit, but like this this enjoyment out of it? I would say, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely like seeing Joel or whatever on screen with his friends making fun of a movie. And of course, this, they, they like write out all their jokes. Like, mm-hmm. So it's a little different from me just sitting watching Spider-Man 2 and making fun of Peter. But I would say that the thought of the idea of doing that came from that yeah have you ever thought about like making it more formal has that ever i mean since you you do have a podcast now like have you ever thought about doing a podcast or doing youtube videos or something or it is is it something that you want to have just be a hobby and just a fun thing that you share with friends uh i've had the thought of course and we currently have like a goal on our patreon for uh riffing on the super mario brothers movie but (laughs) 
I don't want to do it, like, extensively. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's just, I had the thought because, you know, me and Emily do it often. But, no, it's just, just keep it to yourself, you know? So do you, like, specifically do this with movies that, and I don't want to use the qualitative term of bad, because it's not bad in that you're looking down, like you said, it's not bad in that you're looking down on it. It's just that you're goofing on it. But do you do this with movies that you also, like, genuinely really enjoy, like, quality-wise? Or is it specifically for movies that kind of hit that certain level of, like, oh, this movie has some technical flaws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say, yeah. I've, on, like, like, my third or fourth watch of a movie I really enjoy, I'll start to, like, I'll get past, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the perfect movie that nothing bad is ever in it, to pointing out, like, little little flaws in it. Or just making fun of the characters and what they do. But, yeah, it's not just, like, with bad movies. I'll do it with movies I enjoy, too. But I especially love doing it with bad movies, of course, because there's way more uh, material there. What's your criteria, do you think, if you if you had to pin it down to some specific aspects of a movie that make it bad? Is it acting? Is it script? Is it, you know, not having the budget to accomplish what they wanted? Is it some kind of combination? I would definitely say it's a combination of both. Of course, like, like I was saying before, all movies are different. Yeah. I believe I would mentioning that so like one movie will be like oh just it's beautiful the cgi is great it's beautifully shot beautifully rendered but just the script writing is so bad and the characters are unbearable that like it's easy to like pick apart what these characters are thinking (laughs) or like you know like movies with bad cgi like just last night i was watching the never released fantastic four movie from 1994 and there was a moment when the human torch was fully engulfed in flames that literally everyone had to pause and just laugh at (laughs) but like yeah i would say that like a bad movie is of some of its parts you know bad cgi bad acting sometimes bad writing i've thought many times about like how a bad movie comes to be like nobody along the line of production like stops and says hmm maybe this isn't great and needs a bit of tooling before we release but like of course there's like extraneous factors like you know execs wanting to push it out the door or it's being released like in light of a trend or something. So there's there's more than one kind of bad movie, right? Because there are sort of films that are earnestly bad, where I think the people who are working on it were maybe trying to make a good movie, or at least trying to make the best movie that they could, aware that it was never going to be good, versus movies that are bad kind of through some series of bizarre accidents, or it's not really clear, you know, what, what made something go wrong, or whether they're, they're tr- actually trying to make it bad on purpose, right? Because there's kind of like the, the sci-fi channel movies that I think are bad on purpose, like do you get the same kind of enjoyment out of those versus a movie that's trying to be good but is bad? No. I find that, like, movies that are trying to be bad, like the Sharknado movies, Mm. and this is, you know, this is getting a little controversial, maybe. They're trying (laughs) a little too hard and to the point where I can't enjoy it. Of course, like, seeing something dumb like Kurt Angle suplexing a shark makes for a good gif, but, like, (laughs) actually sitting down and, like, watching it, it's like, why why even bother? They're just trying to make it bad. There's a definite difference between like an earnestly bad movie like spider-man 3 oh god <laughs> now we're all just thinking about spider-man 3 <laughs> yeah i was like oh no i'm just gonna think about spider-man 3 i'm curious because you mentioned early on and, and i think this is something that comes out of a lot of like a lot of times when you make fun of something it usually comes from a place of having to really know that thing um so could you talk a little bit about this idea that like yes you're making fun of it 
but you don't, it's not like out of a, you don't hold ill will towards the movie in any sense, which is kind of what you mentioned earlier. Yeah, most of the time. I would say that making fun of a bad movie is easier, but like when you get to the part, to the point where you're making fun of a good movie, it's a little bit harder. Like a lot of the time I'll be silent during it, but like if you point out like a plot hole or whatever, like it's not that you don't like the movie. It's like when you make fun of your friends, Mm -hmm. basically. Making fun of something doesn't mean you don't like it. It's like, it's basically just like pointing out, hey, you got a really bad haircut, <laughs> right, it's like you've built this relation, like like how you build a relationship with a person. You've built a, a knowledge of the movie, and it's going like, oh, I love this movie, but oh my god, this one thing or this plot hole or this effect is ridiculous or whatever. But it still has that thing of like, but you still love the movie. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know. At least sometimes for me, I feel like sometimes when you riff on a movie, you end up kind of loving it a little more. Oh, definitely. It's, uh, like I mentioned, you making fun of friends, it's the same general concept. Like, I love Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. but I always laugh whenever I see that dog. (laughs) It's just hilarious to, like, see, like, oh, this this movie was made, like, beyond it, or, like, before its time. Or, like, this is a product of its time, maybe. Do you have to have a specific group of friends when you do, like, a movie riff? Or, like, have you ever had times where you're, like, with a group of people and it's just, like, isn't this isn't working right and you can't like you can't make it as funny as you want it to be yeah i'm usually able to like determine if like oh this is gonna be a friend i can sit down and like make fun of the movie with before Mm -hmm. i even sit down to make fun of the movie if i'm sitting down to watch a movie with like a a friend that i'm less close to or whatever i'll generally like make small talk during it or whatever or like laugh when they make a good joke but it's easier like when you're closer to a person to be like why did the character do that (laughs) or like you know Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like reading the room in a lot of cases. Yeah, which I'm usually not great at, but like, <laughs> I am I interact with enough media to know when, when that is. Do you pick out movies when you know that you have certain friends coming over who are receptive, like knowing that, oh, this one's this one's a good one to riff on? Do you just sort of pick movies and, and see whether or not it's going to be good to riff? Like, are you normally, well, for that matter, are you normally doing ones that you have seen before? I wouldn't say that it's like normally that I have seen it before. Uh, mm-hmm. Recently, it's been like, movies that i've seen before like when i was a kid but like if i see a movie that's like oh it's like poorly reviewed and i want to like watch it i'll generally like have some popcorn or a snack and just sit back with a couple of friends and make fun of it as it goes yeah Mm -hmm. which is that's fun because like you get the genuine surprise whenever something happens but like i wouldn't say that i curate it based on uh knowing i just generally like decide what i want to watch with a friend or what they want to watch and make it out what was a movie recently where you went in blind with this kind of expectation in mind i'm just curious now (laughs) i would say uh seeing venom in theaters okay (laughs) of course i rewatched venom the other night but the reaction to seeing venom in theaters was definitely i had my phone out because the theater was empty (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) i didn't tweet much but i tweeted a little bit whenever something like particularly dumb happened and Mm -hmm. boy that movie uh, had a lot of dumb to it Have you, have you ever had a film surprise you that you went into that was poorly reviewed and you're like, oh man, this one's going to be really good to riff on. It's going to be bad. And then it was better than you thought it would be. Um, You know, I mentioned Spider-Man 3 earlier, but like not having seen it since I was a kid and like not remembering anything about it. The movie was definitely better than what people say it is. <laughs> uh, it, people say it's like, oh, completely like unredeemable. It's mm. just, it ruined the Sam Raimi Spider-Man franchise but no it's just there were mistakes in it it's definitely not as good as like the first or second one but it's still it's still a fine movie i have a thought but the problem is i'm having a problem putting it to words which is really great 
on an audio medium. <laughs> That's what editing is for, Emily. <laughs> I know it's what editing is for. Now, there, there's, I have a thought in my head about this, this concept of like something that is purposefully set out to be bad it doesn't like equal a good riffing but i think there's something to be said about like when a movie regardless of how the people who made it thought but it just like commits to whatever it's going to be like like i think like spider-man 3 for example there were mistakes made clearly (laughs) clearly (laughs) but but like there was a moment in that production team where they're like we just gotta make it we just have to make this movie oh definitely and i think like there's something about that commitment to making the product without shying away from what it is what it's gonna end up being does result in like the ability to to make good jokes about it yeah definitely like i like i was saying like i don't know how how they go but like there's definitely probably points where like people know that this movie is going to fail but mm-hmm. they just like push along as earnest as they can. It's definitely there's there's an element of charm to it for sure. Makes it funnier at least. It's a good story. Good stories from behind production. Like what you set out to do definitely informs like the perception on it from people. Like if you set out and like you advertise it as like oh this is the best movie ever or, or this is the worst movie ever, people will be like okay this movie is bad. I have to see it and they'll see it and maybe they'll be disappointed in it. Like it's not. It's not as bad as you tried. It's not as bad as you're saying. It's <laughs> it's it's a it's a boring movie. <laughs> definitely like intent is important. There's definitely like a, I think a value difference in the product of someone who was trying and failed than the product of someone who was trying to fail and then did subsequently fail, maybe not in the way that they intended. You know, it's kind of like a videos of people falling down or something, right? Like if you if you stage that, if you do it on purpose, people can tell. Like somehow they can instinctively tell versus someone who absolutely thinks that they're gonna land this amazing skateboard flip and then they don't and they fall on their on their (laughs) butt like i think you respond emotionally in a different way to that like you're more forgiving of the person who failed by accident definitely definitely this is more of like getting into the weird weeds of picking movies that are like good candidates for riffing is there a genre that you lean to because i feel like for for my friend group we would always go for like the bad sci-fi i would say recently it's superhero movies from like the early to mid 2000s (laughs) because there were a lot because you know iron man hadn't come out yet so people were just trying to like adapt these like well-known well-loved comic book characters to screen and they just couldn't basically (laughs) no matter how hard they they tried sam raimi had came out like with his spider-man trilogy a couple years ago and like oh we should try fantastic four next and they still haven't gotten that done i would say that like the superhero film is my favorite thing because i know these characters i'm a comic book fan so like seeing how they mess up each character i love that does having that kind of advanced knowledge of the franchise that you're dipping into to to like make it easier to make jokes about it or or make it more enjoyable yeah Yeah, yeah, there have been, and this is getting into, like, genuine anger, but, like, there have been (laughs) moments where I will get, like, genuinely angry at something because of, they made a choice that was dumb and uninformed. Like, they didn't consume the media beforehand. And I would say that I've always gotten big laughs whenever I'm, like, genuinely angry, which, you know, (laughs) that's probably not the best, but, you know, it's fine. It's great. (laughs) 
That's good. Do you think that riffing on movies makes you, especially with superhero films, more or less forgiving? Like if you go to see something in a theater where you don't necessarily have the opportunity to riff on it because, you know, people would throw popcorn at your head or whatever. Do you think that it gives you some sort of better understanding of the things that make a movie good instead of just the things that make it bad? I think so, yeah. It's leaving with a positive emotion or leaving with a negative emotion. Positive for like the wrong reasons, but still. Uh, Like you're sitting in theaters, you're watching, you know, the Fantastic Four from the mid-2010s or whatever, and you just leave angry versus sitting down and putting that same movie on and then being like, (laughs) then just making fun of it with your friends. You're you're gonna leave like happy, fulfilled, uh, closer to your friends even maybe. (laughs) I think there's definite value in that way. You're getting your money's worth one way or the other, right? (laughs) Yeah. Is there other, so we've been talking about movies for a a good (laughs) trip, but like you've mentioned just like the concept in general. So are there other groups of media that you approach this mentality with? Yeah, I've mentioned comic books before. Uh, Yeah, I will read a comic book and I'll screenshot a panel that's like particularly dumb or funny to me. Mm -hmm. And I'll just send it to my friends and be like, hey, look at this. (laughs) <laughs> Why does he have chest expanding powers <laughs> or whatever? I'll do the same with like video games. I've posted screenshots on Twitter from video games that I take. And I love that I can take screenshots and just immediately post them to Twitter and make dumb jokes on them. Now, technology is great for that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely not just movies. I, I'll do it with everything. It really makes it a communal activity versus, especially with like like watching movies, playing video games, reading a comic. Those are all things that you're, I don't want to say supposed to, but like you traditionally do by yourself. And then this kind of idea of like, well, you're sharing it with people, even if you're making fun of it, it makes it more than just like you focusing on this one thing. Now it becomes like a, like a group activity. Kind of like a metagame. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. They're sort of traditionally identified as is i mean video games less so but as passive things you know because you can't really i mean the people on screen can't hear you when you <laughs> like yeah. shout at them to do something or not do something but you know it, it changes the way that you're interacting with the media so that that it's not it's not passive it's not one way anymore at least from your from your pers- perspective not so much from the movies but yeah it's definitely like it makes it a more active experience i would agree with that yeah you know, you said with the movie experience, it kind of gives you a, a different perspective on enjoying them. Because even if it's like a bad movie, you kind of come out of it with a positive emotion because you've been having this good time with your friends. Does that same concept translate to, you know, something like, you know, when you're texting your friends a, a comic panel or sharing a game screenshot on Twitter? Does your opinion of that media change because you're sharing it and, and goofing on it? Uh, If I'm liking it, I don't I wouldn't think it would change it. No, you know, if I'm liking something then i'll like share it and that doesn't change anything that doesn't change me liking it and if i'm not enjoying something and i share pieces of it then you know i'm not that it's not the same as like if i'm riffing on a movie that's bad and i'll feel a more positive emotion this is definitely more passive than riffing on a movie it's me it's me just making an offhand comment versus like setting out to like this this and this on a movie do you have any films that are off limits for riffing, like either for yourself or for other people that like if they come over and watch it with you, they have to be quiet and it's the one, you know, or two exceptions? Recently, Infinity War, I would mm. say, <laughs> mainly because I can't make fun of it because I'm, I cry like six times every time I watch <laughs> that movie. Uh, Spider-Verse 2, just on, uh, you know, superhero movies, but uh, there are probably a few more, but I none of them come to mind <laughs> right now. I'm generally pl- pretty fluid. Like, I don't mind if somebody's making fun of something that I like. A game example of that is uh, Undertale. I can't make fun of that game. Like, I'll make fun of, like, the fandom surrounding that game, like, the whole Sans Undertale thing, but, like, 
actually sitting down and playing the game. It's just, it's too good. Would you say that, because it sounds like the couple examples that you've brought up are things that you have like very deep emotional connections with. Is that kind of what tips the scale of being like, all right, I can make fun of this. And then it's like, oh, nope, now we're, we've we've put this into the box of I can't make fun of this anymore because it, it hits a chord in a certain way. No, I wouldn't say it's that deep even. I'm sure like I could, like if I really set out to do it, I could. It's just, this is, it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't think about making fun of like on first choice because they did hit that like personal chord with me and now now see the problem is now i'm just trying to think of like what would i not want people to touch (laughs) oh yeah it's definitely a good question to ask yourself my bar is apparently too high because i I did once watch the uh the disney movie the black hole with some friends of mine who just relentlessly roasted it the entire time and i never completely forgave them (laughs) and it is a bad movie i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it is a great movie that does not have some really ridiculous stuff in it but i think it was one of those films that i saw when i was young enough that i had this really deep connection with it whether or not it was fully justified by the quality of the film i i don't know but because they i think that what bothered me was that they didn't give it a chance and i I think maybe that's what makes a difference for me is if if somebody's watching a movie and you get 10 minutes in you go wow this is really bad And then you pivot to just enjoying the fact that it's bad versus if you just assume a movie is bad before it starts. I mean, we sort of talked about this, but have you have you had a movie that that like really surprised you that you can remember like halfway through? You were like, oh, wait, no, now everybody's got to be quiet Um, or even just a scene. I think like it's mainly like for like feeling that it's like a couple episodes of like a TV show that I'm only watching like out of spite Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. like watching Riverdale or something (laughs) when I watched Riverdale in the first season there was a point when I was like okay this is I can't not not right now I can't make fun of this right now this is I'm actually feeling things right now as a whole the show is bad but like there are certain episodes that really would hit me and that's it's not just with Mm -hmm. Riverdale or whatever it's with like any any like bad tv show there will Mm. always be an episode where it's good and i'll just be silently watching it like okay this is fine yeah it's like that pivot of like okay i'm watching this as a joke and then suddenly you're invested and you're like oh no (laughs) this meant to be this was supposed to be a joke like (laughs) now i care (laughs) yeah it's definitely interesting how like I think going into something with the intent sometimes of making it a comedy experience kind of changes your expectations and can almost make those it almost like when something does become good it's like way more surprising and the payoff's way better because yeah. you were like oh no this wasn't supposed to be this good like, yeah yeah I would say that a lot of people feel that way towards I mentioned Undertale before and I would say that a lot of people feel that way towards Undertale because it's been the butt of a lot of internet jokes for since a year after it came out and now like people actually playing it are like okay I don't I've seen people like I don't I'm sorry for making fun of this this is <laughs> that really good I'm actually crying I want to pivot for a second how do you feel about like making jokes on top of people making jokes like for something like Mystery Science Theater where granted again the jokes are pre-written but you're watching a thing that is already specifically meant to be that comedy experience and then like sometimes I feel like you kind of want to make jokes along with that do you feel like with those kind of things you're just along for the ride or do you feel like you want to like join in on that hey if you want to join in it's it's not like they can hear you and say hey shush this is our show (laughs) join in if you want it's it's really if that's like i was saying this is just another way of enjoying media if that's how you enjoy mystery science theater then join them it's like when people like say that like they feel like they're a part of a conversation when they're listening to podcasts or such or something same same concept yeah i was just curious because i feel like sometimes with mystery science theater i'm like oh no i'm here to listen to jokes like versus (laughs) I'm, I'm here to be a part of jokes. I keep
keep using jokes as if it's a proper noun. <laughs> no. My friend, no, jokes. The... <laughs> no, that's the difference between, like, mystery science theater and stand-up, is, like, when you're watching stand-up, you can't make any jokes because it's just one long joke basically but like this is jokes over something already so like if you see something and you want to make a joke about it to your friends that they didn't joel or jonah or whoever didn't already make a joke about then go ahead and make your joke to your friend see if they laugh about it which they probably will if they're they're a close enough friend out of politeness or out of you're actually really funny so now that mystery science theater for a long time it was off the air now they're making new episodes again if you had an opportunity to, well, let's say, I don't know how they do it, like auditions or whatever. If you could, you don't have to be on the show. Would you like to write for the show? That's a good question. This isn't a dream world. So you don't, this is no, no obligation, no pressure kind of question, <laughs> just as a hypothetical. I mean, I would love to be involved in like any like bigger project like that, honestly. If somebody were to like, it's not even just like, oh, I'm like clout chasing or whatever. No, I just want to like put my own touch into like something that I really enjoy. I would definitely like take up the opportunity to like write a joke or two for, for Mystery Science Theater because like I know I'm, I'm less funny than I think I am, but <laughs> you know, that doesn't stop me ever. <laughs> Do you feel like your work, the, the, because, you know, like you make a podcast, you, you make things. Do you feel your work leaning towards comedy because of this proclivity that you have? Or, or are those things unrelated? I feel like in everything that I do, I always lean more towards comedy. I'm, I just like how I, how I've grown up. Like I've grown up with like so many issues and so many like problems that like I've learned to make light of something to like make myself feel better about stuff. That's just how I interact with pretty much everything at this point is like trying to like make a joke or whatever. So yeah, I always I always do lean towards comedy, especially like when I'm making something. Yeah, that's a good. I just think it's that thing of like you if you can't laugh at it, what else are you gonna do sometimes? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's that's a good philosophy to have, I think. Yeah, honestly. I even if I'm like setting out to like make a serious thing, I'll always I'll always like end up, oh, this this joke is too good for me to just keep to myself. I have to I have to do that. This this one's just for me. This yeah. one's just for vigil. <laughs> I don't have any more questions. The problem is now I'm just like, man, I really want to go like watch a movie or something. Like I want to get a bunch of friends together and watch a movie. Like this is I yeah. like we do you actually I am gonna this is again, we're completely like we're like ping ponging around on this one, but do you have a movie that like when all else fails you put on you're like i know that we're gonna joke about this i know we're gonna have fun what is your like do you have like a go-to my go-to i've mentioned it throughout the podcast and i i love it so much because of how much of a train wreck it is by today's standards the entire <laughs> sam raimi spider-man trilogy yeah, yeah. is my favorite thing like me and emily have so many inside jokes surrounding it at this point <laughs> it's it's just I know they are good, and a lot of people say, "Oh, Spider-Man Two is the best move, is the best superhero movie ever." I just don't see it ever. <laughs> it's they're they're train wrecks all throughout. There is a train wreck in one of them. <laughs> there is, there yeah. is literally a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> like by today's standards, at least that like if you can't go back and look at that and make jokes about them, you're just blinded by nostalgia, kind of, which isn't always a bad thing. But you know, 
have some fun. Go back with with the mindset that like, oh, this is goofy. This is this is completely goofy. So we talked about comedy and like how it it maybe influences your career thoughts or your life generally, but we haven't really talked about films specifically. Like, are do you have an interest in film? Like, would you would you make a movie? Would you do you have you pursued more behind the scenes kind of information because of of riffing on films? I wouldn't say so. No, I I know my limits and I. <laughs> don't think I could ever understand like actual production Mm. of film like I'll make jokes about production because I have some understanding of what might have gone wrong but like I could never do it myself like some people say if you don't make fun of it if you can't do it yourself which is a super dumb thing to say because like even if I can't do that particular thing everybody knows when something's bad I've definitely got a a lot of news for people who are sports fans if they think that you can't be a an opinionated audience member unless you can do the thing you're watching (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, speaking of sports, I've always seen people have that argument in wrestling. Like when I was into like super into wrestling, I've always seen people have that argument and it's like nobody except for these like Adonises can take punishment like this. We're allowed to criticize something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I had I feel like I had two kind of final questions, both of which we have partially covered. So, unless this turns into a podcast where we riff on ourselves, um I'm thinking. <laughs> so here's the thing. We we what we need to do now is we need to watch a movie. Well, no, we should watch MST3K, riff on that, and then record something riffing on us. We just need to create this like Ouroboros of riffing. Because <laughs> like turtles all the way down. Yeah. And then the world will explode. Like. How many layers of riffing can it go until it's an un unmanageable cacophony? <laughs> you of just joke? can't. Yeah, you just can't make you can't make jokes anymore. There are no jokes to be made. <laughs> We've run out of humor. <laughs> we're gonna find a movie that uh, MST3K is done and Flophouse is done, and then we're gonna put on the podcast while MST3K is running, and then we'll make jokes yeah. on top of both of those. <laughs> That's gonna be our Patreon content. <laughs> Support our non-existent Patreon for this audio hellscape. <laughs> Okay, I've I've circled I've circled back to a final question. I'm I'm combining <laughs> several. So we've sort of covered this, but not quite. So we have another hypothetical situation. You were at an MST3K live show and the participant of your choice is now violently ill but is going to be fine. And they need a pinch hitter, so they need you to come on stage and riff. What movie would you hope it was? And would you say yes? Uh, I would say yes to any movie. <laughs> and I have I have no uh I have no preference to what movie it would be. I would just love to work with, like, Crow. Like, just sit there next to that robot. The more important question, what color would your jumpsuit be? Oh, uh, probably, like, purple or pink. Okay, look. Fashion's important. (laughs) Fashion's important, and I love to not be good at it. I actually, to round it all off, we kind of ask everyone at the end of the show, sort of like, for people who maybe have never entertained the thought of riffing on movies with friends or, or riffing on media in general um what would you tell someone to kind of be like hey try it out like what's your sales pitch i guess sort of if you can't make fun of something you're taking it far too seriously just just give it a shot give it a shot even if you're not even if you don't think you're funny like try it anybody can easily make themselves laugh at least and make their friends laugh too 
it's just it just makes the movie viewing experience so much more fun well vigil thank you so much yeah thank you for coming on and talking with us oh of course anytime this was a great time um i hope it was good for you too <laughs> yeah definitely definitely <laughs> if not you can riff on us uh, afterwards <laughs> yes <laughs> Where can people find you on social media? What projects do you want to plug? Uh, this is your space, so go for it. Hey, uh, my name is Vigil. As I mentioned before, you know this. Uh, my Twitter is half vigilante. Go on there. I make very good jokes to varying qualities. My Twitch is also half vigilante. I'm, I'll stream again eventually. Just watch this space. Uh, my podcast is called Power Up Everything Nintendo and Beyond. We talk about Nintendo stuff. Me and my best friend Emily. Uh, Emily Kellogg, not Emily Cardenas. Uh, our Twitter there. <laughs> is power at bnab uh email us at power at bnab at gmail.com uh that's that's really about it well thank you again so much also i know that we're not we're not best friends but we're still friends at least you, like a different emily f- like friend level right <laughs> yes Good, okay. i i measure i measure my friendship by in in relation to the emily <laughs> i didn't even mention power rangers uh yeah that's another thing that's fun to riff on if you if you get the chance riff on power rangers that's my call to action <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast if you have questions or comments. You can hit us up there or at our email, guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com, or record yourself riffing on this episode and send it to us. Just riffs all the way down. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or tell your favorite robot and your second favorite friend. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy.